All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Mind and Mo podcast. I'm starting this one later into my radon route. Uh, I started at nine. It's about eleven. I've done. I've gone to maybe three or four houses already. Uh, I was preoccupied. I made a whole bunch of uh, Snapchat videos and a couple Instagram or one Instagram post, a couple ID stories. I'm all over the place. I even made a TikTok in the car. So. I hope you guys could excuse me because um, we won't be in the car for the majority. Or maybe we will. We might be in the car for the majority of the podcast. The whole podcast might be in the car. It just depends on how long it takes me to finish the rest of my route. Otherwise, I could finish the podcast in my house. And you have better, better sounding quality. Like you won't hear my car. But you won't be with me on my radon route. So, it's like a balancing thing. Ha 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 Anyway, what's going on, people? Uh, I'm starving. Last night, I... So, there's this... My mom is from Kenya. Um, she was born there. And and also is my dad, too. But I was born here. And so, like, I, I know my culture is is a mix of a lot of different cultures because okay so my mom and dad are kenyans but i didn't grow up with my dad i grew up with my stepdad that my mom had married when she got uh when when they split up and so uh my raising was because my dad was uh afro-american african-american and and he was like he was pretty gangster he was pretty cool he was a cop I say was because um, I don't live with him anymore, but he was dope. So I had a mix of that. Plus, I, I grew up in D.C. So, like, when you guys hear me, like, say, like, yo and and bro, and uh, I just, like, be like, yeah. that That's, like, slang terms from D.C. Then, uh, right now, I'm currently in Indiana. And um, my mom and stepdad split when I was, like, 10. So lately, especially coming into high school, I've kind of been talking more like like uh, the quarterbacks for the Redskins and Tom Brady and uh, even some Justin Bieber. And then lately, some Will Smith, like saying Joker and stuff. So like my accent, I, I, I don't even know what I talk like. like I, I can switch accents pretty, pretty freaking quickly. As you guys know from like my older podcast and me, I can even talk like I'm a like I'm a country person because I grew up in the South and uh, I can talk like I can talk like anything, bro. I think I guess that's like a trait for for singers where they can hear something and well, I don't want to say trait. Well, just people like that that have been singing, they can hear something and then copy it and then try to sound like it. It's, I think it's dope. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is, my mom's from Kenya, and she knows this this uh, this food. It's called mendazi, and it's basically uh, flour, sugar, and oil. It's like fried. It's fried dough basically, and it's so freaking good. And I ate a little bit too much of it last night, so. I am starving myself this morning. I'm not going to eat breakfast because I ate my breakfast last night. I had like two servings of that. I had three servings. 
it's addicting like the the amount of flour not the flour it's it's the mix of flour oil and sugar that's just perfectly balanced and and if you if you make it right the it's like it's a soft doughy kind of thing but it's got a little bit of of a little crunch to it because it's fried and then and then the amount of sugar it's not it's not really sweet you think it's sweet and that's why i ate it too much no it's not it's got like a very small hint a very light hint of sugar and it's like the amount of sugar it's so that like you can taste it and you know it's there but you want some more because it's not enough and you just keep wanting more and wanting more and i had to stop myself I was full long before I stopped eating that crap. So yeah, I'm back on my grind today. I took a break. Yeah, I took a break. I took a break last night. But I'm back on my on my grind. There's still some left. There's still some Mendazi left in the in the refrigerator. But I'm not gonna eat it. You wanna know why I'm not gonna eat it? Because I have self-control. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. Guys, they're so good. Oh my god. Anyway, I think I made a TikTok about food and and human beings and how um, our ancestors, like tens of thousands of years ago, didn't come across food that easily. They had to work for their food. And so when they did come across food, they had to hurry up and eat it before other animals ate for us. Because, you know, we weren't at the top of the food chain. And mind you that it it had been that way for tens of thousands of years us having food like just in the refrigerator or easily accessible um for people that that uh, have easily accessible food um this is a new thing that's not how it's always been so you can't get mad at yourself for for wanting food because that's just like it's like human nature um and so when people are like, oh, it's, that's bad. Oh, I just took the wrong turn. When people are like, no, you can't eat this much. It's bad for you. And you're like, yeah, but it tastes so good. And I want so much of it. You can't blame yourself. Now, uh, I, I had like a couple solutions for that. And obviously they're not perfect solutions, but they're the solutions that I came up with. And it's make food hard for you to get to. So in other words, don't make more than what you can eat so that you have to cook a whole like pot of whatever you're cooking in order for you to get some more that's making it hard for you or just don't have like sugary sweets and stuff in your house make it so that you have to go to the store to get some or 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 here's option two practice discipline which is having the food there and then being like no i'm not gonna eat it which is the toughest of them all that's tough as hell and that's what i tried yesterday and i failed so (laughs) i'm gonna try it again today i'm not gonna eat that crap i swear i'm not and if i do if i do i'll tweet about it so uh follow me on twitter at mo wonders m-o-e-w-o-n-d-e-r-s i am at the next house so i will talk to you guys after i get back peace whoosh I'm back. Yo, I said something earlier about Snapchat, how I posted some stuff on Snapchat. I posted a heck of a lot on Snapchat. 
And I think I might turn that story into a YouTube uh, video. But until I do that, you're better served watching my um, Snapchat story from the day. Um, Because I'm pretty sure I'll get this podcast out today so you can uh, watch my Snapchat story. And it it wouldn't have expired or anything. Uh, My Snapchat username is at Motowns. M-O-E-T-O-W-N-S. And yeah. Yeah, you can watch that story. I mean, if you want to, like, like talk like talk to me personally, Snapchat isn't the best way because I like for just to t- for my friends to text me on Snapchat. Uh, but my DMs on Instagram are open. My Twitter DMs are open. You can always add me on Twitter. You can always, you know, make a comment on TikTok. I like to respond to those. and Or you can text me. Like, you can iMessage me. Uh, you guys have my number, 240-708-9802. So, that last house that I just came from was kind of different. It had two basement levels. So, um, and it had a, it had one upstairs, but the the stairs are are half staircases. So the the levels are not like full levels; they're like half levels, which is um, it's different. Uh, yeah, and actually, when I went to go pick up the monitor there was a cup of coffee next to the monitor and i was thinking about maybe i should go and trash this but i was like nah let's just leave it (laughs) because i don't want to be like you know getting in trouble for taking someone's coffee but then again i I picked up the cup of coffee like I, i was gonna walk outside of the house and trash it but i didn't see a trash can so i went and put it back where i found it so my fingerprints are on that cup of coffee so FBI, they can identify me. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Guys, pray for me. Or do whatever it is you do to give hope or, I don't know, wish me luck. But then it's just a cup of coffee, right? They can't possibly that be that interested in a cup of coffee. Can they? Can they? But what if I get blamed? What if people say that was my cup of coffee? I drink coffee, like, once every two months. There's no way that's my cup of coffee. Right? Right? Uh. (laughs) The next house is about 17 minutes away. Blackburn and Green. It's at a law firm. In South Bend. Did you guys know that the majority of the lawyer job is going to be automated away? Because most of it is uh, repetitive manual work that can be easily coded by um, artificial intelligence. That's scary, dude. Even retail and fast food and all that is... They're going to be given to robots because number one it's cost effective you know you don't have to pay a robot you just have to pay for the robot and then you end up getting that money back and then some after just a sort a sort a short geez mo just a short while after the investment so that's that's kind of scary for all those people that you know even truck drivers and and uh all those different things that do 
jobs that can be easily done by by artificial intelligence like that's scary what happens to all those people which leads me to the disappointment Andrew Yang dropped out of the presidential race and I'm sorry to bring in politics if you're not a politics guy but neither was I I was not interested in that crap Andrew Yang made me interested in that crap because he wasn't a politician I think I was watching uh, an episode of either the either the Breakfast Club or some radio show, and then they had Andrew Yang on, and I was like, who's this guy? And he said he was running for president. And at that time, there were so many people saying, yo, I'm going to run for president. I'm running for president. And, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, yeah. And so isn't The Rock is running for president. Oprah's running for president. Kanye's running for president. And it turns out none of those people were running for president. But... I just, I just, I was like, okay, let's just listen to what he has to say. And everything that he said made sense. And then I went to another interview he did with Joe Rogan. I was like, geez, this guy's making a little too much sense. Because whenever I used to have to watch State of the Union addresses on... In, in middle school and high school for history class... I used to listen to those people just talk in circles, talk in circles, and not really answer any questions, or just revert back to a talking point, which Andrew Yang does, but his talking points make sense. These people, like politicians in general, they have so many people in their pockets that they have to please everyone and not say anything to offend anyone that's giving them money, which is a problem that Andrew Yang addressed within his policies of giving everyone $100 uh, a year to only spend on candidates, which would wash out the lobbyists and and reduce their power on politicians so they could stop talking in circles. Uh, but, yeah, Yang, he was completely grassroot-funded, um, had a whole bunch of celebrity endorsements from Elon Musk to Dave Chappelle, to uh, I think Doug Baldwin like dude made sense to people that wanted to listen to him it just sucks that the media didn't want to give him the coverage or they would treat him very like like he was just some little kid that just happened to be on stage they wouldn't ask him any questions and to his fault too he wouldn't butt in and so I think that's what happened with his campaign it it ultimately failed because it couldn't spark attention and with any, if you want people to listen to anything, whether it's your music, whether it's watch their movie, whether it's uh, uh, if you want anyone to listen to anything, you have to get their attention. Period. Like get anything. If you want some, if you want anyone to listen to anything you have to say, you have to get their attention. And Yang couldn't get people's attention. At first he was because $1,000 a month, there's a guy giving out $1,000 a month. And that's probably how he got my attention was the $1,000 a month. And then he started, I think, skateboarding and he was going to churches and doing the Cupid Shuffle and he was crowd surfing. But then after a while, all the crazy stuff kind of died down, which was the worst time for him because that's when his campaign needed to ramp up. And so that's when he needed to go like... He needed to make a splash so that the majority of, of America could see him and be like, who's this ca- presidential can- candidate doing these crazy things, right? And then they look and, and they're like, 
oh, and then they start listening to what he has to say, because he's the, I okay, I'm going to give my opinion right here, um, I think Donald Trump will be reelected, and that's because the Democrats can't appeal to the audience that Donald Trump had collected because there's a reason why people voted for Donald Trump. He addressed problems that people saw. And he was the only one giving solutions, however bad they were, he was giving them. And also, Hillary was a fraud, apparently. And so, uh, yeah, none of the Democrats are really addressing those, were addressing those problems before Andrew Yang. And Andrew Yang comes, he addresses the same problems that Donald Trump did. But his solutions make more sense because Andrew Yang is, uh, I think, more educated in his thoughts. He, he has, I think, a Ph.D. and he's been an entrepreneur for however long. And he just sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And he even knows what he knows what he's talking about. And, yeah, it just sucks, though. He couldn't get people's attention. Like Donald Trump, he got people's attention every time he spoke because he would say stuff that's just crazy. And it, but you'd have to cover it because he's running for president. And it's like, wow, a presidential candidate said this or he did this. And that's how you get people's, like, uh, like you have to get people's attention. Like Justin Bieber. You already know, every, for every podcast I've said something about Justin Bieber. But look, he'd gone away for four and a half, five years in terms of, like, having a project. And then he releases a, a single called Yummy. That single was talked about by, like almost everyone they either hated it or they liked it and they didn't want to say that they liked it because they didn't want to to they didn't want their friends to make fun of them or whatever the case was they listened to the song and yeah that got him enough attention where where his album i think has broken records uh, that's what I've been seeing on, on, on Twitter. It's broken records for streaming numbers on Spotify. and It's insane. And people also have their own opinions on the, on the album. But the point is, they listen to the album. How do you get people to listen to the album? Well, you have to get their attention. How do you get their attention? With a single like Yummy. Andrew Yang did not have a single. He did not have a Yummy single. He didn't have enough Yummy singles. Uh, to last him until Super Tuesday. Because it wasn't the money. Yang has like over $400,000 of... 400000 Not $400,000. 400, individual contributors. So it's not the money. It's, a, it's the polling. Not enough people knew his name. Name recognition. Or they thought of his name as a joke. You know? Anyway, that's enough politics talk. I'm probably boring a good chunk of this audience. Uh, yeah, it just sucks, though. So I made a bet with uh, my stepdad, not the not the one that left when I was 10. My mom remarried when I... Around Super Bowl 50, because I remember watching that with Elaine. And, yeah, I made a bet with Elaine... I was so confident in Andrew Yang. I was like, yo, I bet you $1,000. I bet you you your freedom dividend. That's the name of the $1,000 a month check that Yang was supposed to give everyone. I said, I bet you your freedom dividend that 
he'll be president. He'll beat everyone. Biden, Bernie, uh, Trump. He'll beat everyone. He'll be the president. And when you get your first check, Elaine, I'm taking it because he's going to be president. And if I if I'm not right, then I owe you a thousand dollars. So currently, I owe my stepfather a thousand dollars, and I work this radon job. <laughs> oh my god. So we'll uh, we'll be working hard on this radon job, dude. Trying to make as much money as as possible to pay off this debt, you know. Because I don't know about you guys, I don't sit well with debt. Like I like to get rid of, like if I owe people, I want to get rid of it like as soon as possible. I can't, I can't sit knowing that I owe someone money. What? Because when when you when you owe people money, then it's like they have leverage over you. And and they can talk to you however they want. Like if someone owes, if like if some if you owe someone like twenty bucks and you don't have some cash on you, then every time they see you, they're like, "You got my twenty bucks." Like, dude, you have my twenty bucks, or they might not even say it. They'll just give you a look that's like, "Yo, I want my money." And so you you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get your money." And they hadn't even said anything about the money. Debt is a tricky thing, you know. And sometimes it's necessary, but like like other times where it's like phone debt. You would you would go into debt for a cell phone? Bro, cash only. Cash only. Cars, cell phones, renting. Cash only. Buying a house, I would not buy a house. I would rent. Buying a house is a, is a luxurious step. And you'd buy it uh you'd buy that joint cash. If you can't buy a house cash, then you shouldn't be buying a house. If you can't buy a car cash, you shouldn't be driving a car. Period. Take the bus. Get your money up. Period. Poo. (laughs) And I'm probably, like, upsetting a lot of people. But look, man. What do you get out of buying a house? Well, you get something in 30 years. You're better off saving up. This is my plan. I've been listening to a lot of Grant Cardone. He's a business person. Triple X. Multi-millionaire. And he made his fortune off of real estate. But not from buying houses. From um, buying apartment buildings. And that's when he would borrow. Like, that's a necessary debt. He would borrow from the bank. He'd probably put, like, uh, maybe a few hundred thousand dollars down or maybe a million and then get a property that's you know four or five times worth what he put down and then the cash flow that he gets from it pays for the property itself the monthly payments and gives him passive revenue and that's immediately like immediately and over over a certain amount of time he would have paid like he would have earned the down payment that he had put down, which is awesome, bro. I like you guys shouldn't be going into debt and going into debt over a phone. You want the iPhone? It costs a thousand dollars. Pay a thousand dollars. Don't pay what fifty dollars a month for the phone. That's idiotic. Then you have okay. So now you got your cell phone bill. You got to pay off your car note. Not only that, you got to pay off your mortgage. Then you have to pay off that loan you got because you missed a credit card payment. Jeez, 
debt is a terrible thing. And it's not always terrible. Like with the case of Grant Cardone, that's not terrible. That's not bad debt. But I just, I despise it, bro. Even like, okay, here I'm about to ruffle some more feathers on the Mind of Mo podcast. Even college tuition like that. Like, I'm about to spit some facts for you. Given to me by Andrew Yang. One third of Americans go to college. Of that one third, half of the one third graduate. Of that half of the one third, 70 plus percent end up working jobs that do not require the degree that they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to get. The return on investment on that, it's not very high, buddy. But it's college is obviously for that specific portion that end up working jobs that the degree was for. But the large majority of us, like it's not worth that investment at the moment. Like it's way too expensive. I, maybe that experience would be worth it if the cost was less, which was what Andrew Yang was working for. It's also what Bernie Sanders was working for. But his his idea of making college free, well, it only works for that small portion of people, and and you're making taxpayers pay for that one portion of people who actually have the money to pay for it in the first place because think about it those kind of people uh they're they're well off and they can afford that or they're just really smart and they're on scholarship or some stuff like though they don't necessarily need the benefits of free college and those are the people that are benefiting the most from college. If that makes sense. Where was I going with this? I I uh I just think that people would be better off like in in European countries, like some European countries, the number of people in vocational and technical training after high school is 55% or 50 plus percent. Whatever number, it's over 50%. And the number in the U.S. is like, I think, less than 10% when those are the jobs that can't be automated away in the next five years. Like, it's hard to automate away um, a plumber's job. Like, you can't, it's, it's going to be a very long time before we get a robot fixing your toilet, you know? Or maybe people aren't, don't like plumbers, but like just stuff that you can do with your hands that that can't be done by a robot you know arts uh human jobs you know if you get bored at your job like if your job is highly repetitive then maybe you should be doing something else you know like maybe you should be doing something else uh yeah we ended up touching a lot of things on this podcast that I did not think we would get to touch I didn't even when I get on these these podcasts I just talk I don't have any talking points it's just wherever my mind goes which goes to show that the mind of Mo is just a flow in the blow but it keeps on go wing until his toes curl yeah yeah 
Yeah, you got that yummy yum. <laughs> ah! Oh, that reminds me. Um, I haven't re- released a vlog saying what's coming next, but I've got a lot of cool things coming next, and I I, I need to record that soon. But I'll just you guys will get a, an early listen to what's what's coming next. So currently, I'm learning. Matt Stefanina's dance to the box, which is fire. And I'm learning his dance to intentions, which is fire. I've been keeping the yummy dance very crisp. I know it. I haven't forgotten it. I practice it almost daily now. And I'm learning. I've got the choreography for as long as you love me down. So that that right there is like four or five videos that will be coming soon the intentions video will be a lot like the yummy video because i can sing intentions and it's not like wrapping the box it's like i know intentions and i can sing it and i can mix it in with the choreography that that um justin bieber and uh, and his buddy his choreographer what's his name nick demora That choreography is tricky because it's basically going off of his performances on The Tonight Show and Saturday Night Live, and there aren't any tutorials. So that'll be interesting. I might just bring my own flavor with it. But I'm excited, guys. I'm really excited. This stuff is ramping up. We're going to get some attention, bro. I'm telling you, we're going to get some real good intention attention. Um, we're pulling up on the next house. Oh, there's some kids playing in the yard. Or they're just running down the street. Alright. I will see you guys after this house. Peace! Alright, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. This last house that I just came from, it was a setup, and my boss was there. Like, my boss's boss was there. And I was not expecting that. Nothing crazy. Uh, the conversation was pretty... Yeah, I, I'd say it was nice. Oh, I think... So the, the next house is like 40 minutes away. I think I'm going to stop and get me some McDonald's. Your boy's hungry. So it's not Mendazi. I'm not eating Mendazi. I'm going to eat some McDonald's. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not doing it. I'm going to go home and eat leftovers because there was left. She, my mom made some really nice food and then the Mandazi was kind of like extra. So I think I'm going to eat the leftover food. I'm not eating McDonald's. I can't do it. We're getting in shape for this video. By the way, um, for those of you that are interested, the As Long As You Love Me video that I'm going to do is going to be shirtless. So it's in our own best interest for me not to eat this McDonald's thing. <laughs> Ah, okay. Remember when I said I was making, uh, I made a TikTok in the car? So I was scrolling on the For You page, and some guy came up, and he was talking about how people with more than 10,000 followers should just skip and skip the video, don't even look, we don't even deserve. You know, I have like 12, we have like 12,000 of us, you know, we're 12,000 strong. So I stayed because, you know, I want to hear what he's about to say. We need to grow. I know that's mean, but we need to grow. <laughs> We've been 
in between 10 and 12,000 followers for like the last two and a half months. So I, I stayed and watched the rest of the, on TikTok, I stayed, I stayed and watched the rest of the video. And he said that if you use the hashtag, hashtag SVUPX, you're going to get on the For You page. And I made a video testing that theory. And where, okay, the last time I checked, it was at 162 views, but it had 43 likes, which is pretty good. Any video of mine that gets over 10% of a like ratio, I think is a good video. Because think about it. Of the YouTube videos that you watch, like let's say that some music videos, they may have 100 million or so views, but how many likes do they get? They don't get 10 million likes. They probably get 1 million likes or maybe even hundreds of thousands of likes, but they don't get, you know what I mean? Like not everyone's going to like the video. Some people are going to view the video and then whoever's moved enough by it will like the video. Or if they are supporters of you and they'll like your video, like I know there's the same people that, that like all of my videos all the time. And that's nice, but I don't make my videos uh, I make my videos Most of my videos Okay, here we go I've said my videos so many times Most of my videos The videos that are on my TikTok Are aimed at the average Joe that's on the For You page Not really the people that are my followers So if you end up following me for a video And you're waiting for me to make that specific video again You're out of luck Because... I'm going to make whatever I think is going to, whatever satisfies me creatively and also is going to get the attention of the random person on the For You page. That being said, a lot of people slid up in the comment section was like, I was on the For You page. And then I think there was one person was like, yeah, you're on the For You page, but I follow you. So I don't know how that works. I've been on TikTok for over a year now, and I still don't understand how the For You page works. Somebody asked me, how do you get a whole bunch of followers? And I'm like, I told them, you got to get a video to blow up. And it's true. When your video blows up, then not only do you get like a lot of likes for the video, but a good number of the people that like the video are going to follow you because it's very easy to follow people on TikTok. The like button is directly below the follow button or your, your um, picture and then the plus button and then basically the follow button. So if a lot of people are seeing your video and enough people are liking your video, then those a good chunk of the people that like your video are going to follow you. But that's easier said than done because who in the world knows how to get your video to blow up? I, I sure as hell don't. I've gotten a number of videos, a good chunk of videos, maybe... A little over so I have a thousand videos on my TikTok page yeah that's a lot but the number of videos that I've gotten over 10,000 likes I think is around 10 which sucks but there's no consistency between like the only thing that connects those videos for me is that they have over 10,000 videos I mean 10,000 likes there's there's nothing that connects them they there's no consistent piece between each of the 10 videos of mine that have over 10,000 likes. They're so different. Uh, and I have a couple that are in the thousands, a, a good chunk of mine. I know a video is doing really well if it has hundreds of likes. 
and the majority of my videos have less than 100 likes. But I have a thousand videos and none of my videos, very little, maybe I can count on two hands how many of my videos have less than 10 likes. And I'm not sitting here bragging, I'm just trying to uh, get you guys to understand that as video, as TikTok has become more popular, it's it's gotten harder and harder for people to get on the For You page because the, the sheer number of people on the app Okay, I'm about to pull out my Gary V. All right, I listen to Gary V. He is awesome, and he's really good at entertainment and documenting and and making stuff for for content. And he's he understands that when a platform is new, there's going to be a lot of people on the app just wanting to consume content because they're not sure about it, and also they don't want to be judged for being on that app by their peers. You know, and so you have a whole bunch of people on TikTok, and they don't tell their friends they're on TikTok. They they have an anonymous account, but they're watching stuff. They're consuming content, right? And that's how people like uh, Charlie D'Amelio blow up because when she was making videos, and when I started making videos, I actually made my account before she did, but she happened to blow up, and I didn't. Because her content was just better. Or liked by more people. Anyway, the point is, there were more people watching than there were consuming. Now, when TikTok gains in popularity, like it's gotten in the last couple of months, and everyone starts to be like, oh, I want to blow up on TikTok too. You know, I'm going to get a video that gets thousands of likes. Then everyone's like, oh yeah, that, you want to you wanna get famous? Make a TikTok. Make a TikTok. Everyone, make a TikTok. Hey, guys, you know what we should do? Hey, girls, you know what we should do? We should make a TikTok. Yeah, we should do the renegade dance. When we get a whole bunch of, you know, normies and people like that making TikToks, then the the, the app floods with content. And so people that used to get a certain amount of views, their views drop because other people are getting the views and there's nothing wrong with that but when other people are getting the views then the app grows exponentially and then you have famous people on the app and you have really good creators creators that are not just like everyday people like charlie d'amelio could not blow up on instagram the way she blew up on tiktok because one instagram is filled with endless numbers of of people that dance and there's a, like it's just it's not fresh instagram isn't a fresh platform but she did on tiktok think about that so anyway uh when those famous people get on the app and when people that are actually good at making content get on the app then it becomes harder for the everyday person, a.k.a. Mo, to get on the For You page. Because, first of all, I've got to consistently get better. I have to keep pace with the number of people that are on the app. And I have to be constantly looking at the For You page, seeing what's good, seeing the kind of energy, the, the kind of videos that are being posted. Because these people are fucking making really good pieces of content. And this isn't a hate thing. This is like, oh, you're doing this? You're that good? All right. I'm going to make something that's yeah, that's that good. 
And when people, when they're on the For You page and they see videos that consistently have 10,000 likes, 10,000 likes, 10,000 likes, and they come across a video that has 40 likes, then they're, then they're, first of all, the first thing they think is, okay, this video is probably garbage because not that many people have liked it. And I've only seen uh, videos with thousands, tens of thousands of likes on the For You page. So I'm holding this video to a standard that's much higher than, you know, in other videos because I guarantee you there are people that like videos that have tens of thousands of likes just because it has ten thousand tens of thousands of likes and not because and not because it's a good video so yeah that's my mindset like how can I make a video that people cannot dislike like they cannot not like the video they have to like it which is how I end up with high like ratios And lately, I've realized that TikTok doesn't show your videos based off of a high like ratio. They show it based off of the sound that you use, which is idiotic. Because if the whole point of keeping people on the app, the whole point is to incentivize people that keep your your. If the whole point of your app is to incentivize the people that keep the consumer on the app the longest, then maybe you should reward people for a high like ratio and these fuckers don't do that i'm sorry for the cursing I'm, they, they don't do that i'm getting frustrated just talking about it you all you have to do to get uh so i know a videos my videos usually cap around 200 like videos views my videos usually cap around 200 views now i know it's getting shown to more people but when it gets to around 600 views now, if I still have over 10% of a like ratio at 600 views, like if, if at 600 views I have 60 plus likes, or if I have 100 and some change likes, then I know one out of six people are liking it. Then I know for sure they'll show it to a thousand, like a thousand people. But then for some reason, lately, these last couple of months, it caps at a thousand. I have maybe two or three videos that are at a thousand views, a thousand views that have 150 likes or 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 maybe 200 likes and they're not showing them to more people and then at that point it's like okay so you're not showing it based off the sound maybe it's a combination of different factors maybe it's the like ratio plus the popularity of the sound plus uh your followers the number of followers you have and I don't know, dude. It's just really complicated. And I know you guys are tired of me talking about TikTok, so I'm going to change the conversation to something else. But I, at this point, if you got into this point in the podcast, you're probably not listening the day that it came out. You're probably listening maybe a year or two after when I've, I've figured it out and I've, I'm in a much better situation. But if you just know right now I'm struggling, I'm fucking struggling. And I'm going to be honest and authentic and as real as possible with you guys. Because people are attracted to that kind of thing. And also it's easier to be, it's so much easier to just be yourself. And yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated. But... I have not lost hope. I'm still driven. I am driven by my purpose. And my purpose is to make as many people as possible feel good. Or or just have a positive impact on as many people as possible. 
And so that's not like I'm not that's not changing anytime soon. So I'm not going to stop. And if TikTok isn't working, isn't going to work for me, then look, I've been looking into making some music. And at this point, you guys know that, you know, I seem pretty good. And uh, I was okay. So here's the conversation shift that you've been waiting for for the last 15 minutes. So I yesterday was on YouTube and I was thinking, yo, this TikTok thing, it's starting to it look like it's not going to work well. And we've come, we've come a long way, but in order for me to get to where I want to be as fast as possible, uh, Scooter Braun once said that the quickest way to rise to the top of the entertainment business is through music. Because music is the universal language that everyone can connect to, even if they don't know the language that the song was made in. They, there's just something about music. I used to think that live performances like plays and and uh and and you know just plays i used to think that was the highest form of entertainment but you can't get plays often you know what i mean like who who watches a play after it's made the way they watch movies after they're made like you can't watch a movie live but watching a play after it's made like on TV is not as fulfilling as watching a movie. But you can go to a concert and and hear someone sing something at the concert and then come and listen to the song after the concert over and over and over again because it doesn't lose its quality. You know? I don't know what I'm saying, but I know that music I know what I'm saying, but I don't know if it's making sense to you guys that are listening to it to what I'm saying. But music, music is the way. And I'm, so yesterday I was on on YouTube and I was looking like, did I need to download FL Studio or Ableton in order to like pay for those things in order to make a good track or is GarageBand good enough? And I came around this channel about GarageBand and I listened to some of his songs and it's like, that's some high quality music for GarageBand. And GarageBand has this stigma around it where people think that because it's free it's not high quality maybe it's not high quality because the people that use it and say it's not high quality aren't good at making music so anyway i'm gonna make a track on there and i'm gonna make it so that it's perfect but it still has enough soul in it and i was listening to changes by justin bieber and some of the songs uh by a number of different people it wasn't just me i thought were they didn't have enough feeling they were really good songs they were perfectly made but there's something about um things not being perfectly made that makes it attractive you know like there were runs and stuff that that sounded nice and and but you you could tell they were practiced over and over again and I guess what I'm saying is there's a balance between having the perfect take and and having an authentic, you know, raw feeling in the music. Because ultimately, when you're making music, you're trying to convey a feeling. There's one thing to sound good and to sound sonically okay, but if you're not giving off that feeling, you know, you, you guys know that feeling. Whatever feeling it is, whether it's like 
heartbreak or or it's like feeling really good you want to give off that feeling and yeah so i'm not gonna stop until the track that i haven't even started on until it's perfect but not only perfect but perfect and gives off a feeling that's what i aim for in a lot of the different things that i make like on the videos that i make on tiktok or some of the covers i may have a cover where i hit every note and i hit it perfectly and you know i i I do things twice or maybe three times and in order to pick the best one i not only go off of which one sounds the best but which one gives off that the feeling that i want to give off because maybe maybe i missed a note here but it makes me feel good like the yummy video uh the yummy video that's currently pinned on my youtube capital all capital yummy i made five different videos and i picked the one where at the end there were voice cracks but it ended where it felt like wow this kid made me feel good at the end whereas the one where i did it perfectly it was like this looked highly like like he tried really hard and it was good but it didn't give off give off that feeling if that make i hope i'm making sense to you guys you know I just have a lot of things flowing through my head. This is this is probably the best podcast I've made informatively. It's maybe not the best entertainment podcast. But um, I think this is the fourth or fifth one. This one has a lot of like substance for you guys. Uh, how are we going to end this? Because I feel like we're coming up on the 50-minute mark. And my voice is getting dry. We've got maybe 15 minutes to the next house. Um, yeah, I think we're going to bring it to a close here. I hope you guys have a really good day or had a really good day. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.